by Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit that gives hope to people that were caught in the devastation of addiction or overrun by emotions in this series. Learn how to identify feelings, what motivates actions, and find biblically-based solutions to manage emotions. Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom 15 years ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now, here's Rich and Susan with Solutions for Freedom. For those you love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program today. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. Uh, Susan, last time uh, we did a program on depression, didn't we? We did. And once again, we didn't quite finish, did we? No. You know, we've been doing this series on emotions, and we've gone down this depression road, and uh, it's taken us a very interesting path, hasn't it? Yes, I, th- I just think that, that it affects so many people out there in, 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 a, in a lot of different ways and that there's answers that, that right at the tips of, or right at their ears, you know, that um, people aren't aware that there is some answers for what they're suffering that through. You can actually feel better. Yes. You can actually feel better. And also we have another surprise for you. We've brought back our good friend, Dr. David DeRose, to help us with our discussion once again on depression and when and before we get going on that and reintroduce Dr. DeRose to you I would like if Susan would you please open the program with a word of prayer yes our Heavenly Father our loving Lord we just thank you once again for another day of life and for um, the fact that you have answers for us Mm -hmm. the answers in our time of need and and when we struggle, you're there with um, not just your love, but with a, a transformation of heart and body. And so we're just so thankful for that. We pray that you'll be with us during this program and that the people that that need to hear are there and that they are able to find answers to their struggles. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Dr. DeRose, Susan and I would like to once again welcome you back to the program. Great to have you. Well, yes. thanks for having me back. Good thanks to be with you guys. Me. Okay, and I know you were here last week, but could you just, for those who did not uh, get to listen last week, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you do all day, and things like that? Okay, well, I'm actually based full-time at Weimar Center of Health and Education. For those who don't know Weimar, we're just down the road on I-80, if you're headed out to Lake Tahoe, you've passed exit 130. That's the Weimar exit. We run residential lifestyle change programs there. I also see outpatients. My background is in internal medicine and preventive medicine. I have boards in both. And uh, we just see a mix of patients up there. We also have a small college there, a Christian uh, college, where I actually teach students uh, a variety of things in the area of health, as well as a host of other professionals uh, who are educators. Well, there's a lot of activity up there. You just drive through them pine trees. You didn't know all that was going yeah, on. It's happening. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, uh, last week we talked about 10 hit categories or 10 basic causes of it. We know there's a whole many cluster of causes, but they've been kind of narrowed down for practical purposes to 10 causes. We talked about a few of them last week, and uh, let's let's briefly just run through what those 10 are, and then let's talk about a few of them that, that we can actually do something about. Sure. Last time we were together, we talked about the first three areas. When we talk about these 10 areas, like you mentioned, Rich, 
this is not just specific single things. There's multiple things in each of these areas. So there's literally hundreds or over a hundred things that contribute to depression. But genetics is one. Uh, our developmental history, uh, the kind of things we faced growing up. Uh, for example, if we were depressed as a child, if we were not raised by both biological parents, I mean, all these things are hits. It doesn't mean we're destined for depression, but all these things increase our risk for uh, depression. Then the third thing that we talked about in some detail last time was the nutritional area. Mm -hmm. And we especially talked about the higher carbohydrate diets, the natural plant foods, the omega-3 fats, uh, the tryptophan, which is a protein uh, building block. I don't think we made the point that you alluded to the tofu that you guys were eating for your mental health. Uh, uh, tofu actually is very rich in tryptophan. Yeah, and so what we talked about was actually helping our brains get the right chemicals to change the right chemicals into the other right chemicals to make us feel better. Exactly right. And then the other strategy that we mentioned with the omega-3 fats, uh, the things that people think of as fish fats, but I always like to remind people that fish just got them secondhand. Uh, they come only, omega-3 fats are made only by plant sources in nature. So you can get the omega-3 fats directly from things like walnuts and ground flaxseed, excellent sources of omega-3 fat. And omega-3 fats have powerful benefits as far as improving uh, brain health. We think it largely has to do with making the membranes, the nerve cell membranes, if you will, more flexible. Mm. So when the neurotransmitter, those brain chemicals, mm. come to talk with another brain cell, the membrane can receive it. It's not stiff because of all this animal fat and cholesterol that a person's been eating. Wow, I've wow. never had it explained like that. And, you know, we makes sense. It makes absolute sense. And once again, everything that we talk about today, we're talking about processes. We're talking about unlearning and relearning and learning and changing things as a process because it's not um, some of it's, these. It's not a magic pill that you're going to take overnight and feel better. No, there's not a little switch behind your ear that you flip and automatically feel better. Everything is a process in God's creation, and it's that way for a reason. And, of course, through this discussion on depression, that is one of the key issues that we do never want to leave out is the fact that God gives us promises. He gives us hope that we may be able to construct a future. And uh, and that ability alone is beneficial in in uh, in people that are struggling with uh, depression. I mean, it's huge. It's huge when we think of the God who says, "I have plans for you, plans for good, plans to give you a future and a hope." And uh, just as that message resonated with God's people when they were straying in the Old Testament, it resonates with us if we're having challenges in our lives lives. God hasn't given up on us. You know, a lot of times we, we talk about negative thoughts. And so instead of, of relying on our own thoughts, I know this has worked for Rich and I, is that we don't rely on our own thoughts. We rely on what God has said Amen. in his That's word. Powerful. So we look to his word and he says it. And so we trust in him because mm. he is the one who's trustworthy. It's, you know, pow it's powerful, Susan, because that's the essence of it. It's trusting. Faith is powerful when we can't see it, right? Right. And so I might not see the future for myself, but if I trust in God's future, it's transformative. Exactly. Now, what if you don't feel like trusting God or you don't even, because I know when I'm down, when I'm depressed, when I have those bouts, of the last person I want to talk to is God, other than the fact that I just want to tell him to take me out. Just end it all, God. You just, just you know what I'm saying? You Because when you're that down and out, 
And I know there's people, they may be listening right now, that get that down and out, and it's a horrible place to be. And sometimes you just have to say, maybe level with God. Say, God, this is what I'm feeling. I need your power because there's nothing I can do about it. It's always appropriate to share right where we're at with God. I mean, you read many Mm -hmm. of the, the heroes in the Bible. I mean, you read Job. I mean, he's saying, you know, I want someone to intervene. I want an umpire between yeah. me and God. Why, why aren't things going right? Yeah, exactly. In fact, all the great men of faith have all reached that point where they level with God and they say, remember Elijah at the mouth of the cave? This guy was depressed, you know, but he mm-hmm. leveled with God. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. In other words, I don't know what's going on, God, but I'm still going to trust you even though I don't feel like it, Mm -hmm. even though it looks like everything is horrible. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is trusting you, and Mm -hmm. even though I don't feel like it, Mm -hmm. I will still do it. And he vocalized it. And I think there's power in vocalizing something, even though your mind is every fiber of your being, all your feelings are telling you to go one way, you got God's word telling you to go the other way. And you can encourage yourself with God's Word. I mean, as I read, you know, the Psalms sometimes, it seems like David was saying, you know, he's talking to himself, why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God. I mean, trust Trust in Him. Trust in God. You know, so he's just encouraging himself. He asked the question, why do I feel like this? (laughs) Well, stop it. Hope in God. That'll, you know, and that's what we have to do, and that's why God's Word's there for Mm -hmm. us, I'm sure. And uh, so we have, now we have a whole bunch of topics here or categories that we wanted to discuss. Yeah, we better I'll, get through them, Ross. We're never going to get through them. We'll have time. to invite Dr. DeRose back <laughs> again uh, because this is important stuff because God wants his people to be healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. That's, yes. that's, he does not want you to feel bad. Right. That, that just hurts God. It hurts the angels. It hurts your guardian angel. It hurts everybody involved. And that, that's not what he has planned for your life, is to live miserable. That's not what God has planned for your that's life. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about what can we do to get, to, to help ourselves, if Well, you what will. are the other other categories? I don't think we've gone through Yeah, well, all they, of they them. go, they go they hand in hand together. Okay. So uh, the, the next one that uh, Dr. Nedley speaks about, why we keep mentioning Dr. Nedley, yes. I don't think we've, we've shared that in this program, but last time we were together, we mentioned that uh, Dr. Nedley, who happens to be the president of, of Weimar, uh, some years ago, developed a very comprehensive depression recovery program. He shared this uh, throughout the world. I know he was in Europe some time ago talking with a whole group of psychiatrists there from Europe, having amazing results with a comprehensive lifestyle approach. I mean, uh, really amazing to, to people in the mental uh, health industry. But many are getting excited because he just pulled together this literature about lifestyle and how we can change the way we think. Um, so in this program, these four hit categories. We've talked about genetics. We've talked about developmental hits. We've talked about the nutritional hits. The fourth category is social hits. And uh, I don't know if we just want to mention them or talk a little bit about each one. Maybe that's the most effective way. When it comes to the social hits, uh, a big one is absence of social support. Mm -hmm. It's, and, and to me, what's so fascinating from a Christian perspective is God speaks about the importance of the church uh, you know, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Well, why is that so important? You know, today in our culture, we've got great radio stations, right? We've got great uh, Christian television. Right. A lot of people say, well, I just stay at home. I go to church at home. That's right, because I don't, I don't get as much out of the, that pastor down the road than I do from the radio or TV. But they're missing the whole point of the interconnectedness of the body, and it's actually healing to the mind. So the goal should be, when you're feeling down, find somebody worse off than you and try to help them. 
Yes. That's that's interesting. What is the 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 worst punishment that you can put a prisoner through? You got solitary it. confinement. Solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Because even though we want to be alone, quote unquote, or say we want to be alone, still the best fix is to get around somebody. Even right. and and mm-hmm. I know for myself, I, I'm I'm a I want to be alone a lot of times, you know, and and but the best fix is to be around someone. It definitely is. So we've got those social hits. The fifth category are what Dr. Nedley calls the toxic hits. And toxins, a lot of people think of in terms of things like heavy metals and other contaminants in the environment. That's true. If you're getting exposure to lead or mercury, and uh, they are in the environment, a lot of these chemicals, that is going to affect mental processing. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, where would you get some of these chemicals? Um, Lead, a lot of times in um, older homes, uh, little children especially susceptible if there's uh, older paint, Mm -hmm. lead-based paints, although it phased out many decades ago, still homes have that, and uh, it gets in the dust. They're on the ground. Someone working in uh, with radiators, uh, battery industries, uh, some industries still use uh, lead. Interesting. And so all the, these types of things will, will be a factor in, in your mental health, these Definitely. toxins. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another big one is mercury. Mercury. And it's, it's relevant that we speak about this because we're talking about the omega-3 fats. People think fish, but fish are the main source of mercury exposure. So that's why a lot of us feel more comfortable emphasizing the uh, walnuts, the ground flax, or the marine sources, the marine plant sources of omega-3 fat. Where do the fish get it from? They get it from phytoplankton and other sources. Many supplement manufacturers now are selling omega-3 fats from actually the marine plant sources, so you don't right. have to eat the fish. So you're thinking that you're getting your omega-3s from the fish, but in fact you're getting toxins, which are, are not only... they're they're causing it so you're not getting the correct nutrition and you're poisoning your brain. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, if you fish yourself, you may have been in areas. I'm from the, uh, the Great Lakes region, and there's signs up throughout different parts of the Great Lakes where, you know, no one should eat these fish if they're pregnant and right. um, eat only one fish per month. I mean, that should cause you scary. <laughs> yeah, to think. Wow, that's interesting. Interesting. So what else have we got? What other categories should we uh, look at? Well, the sixth category are the circadian rhythm hits. And circadian is a word that may be familiar, may not be familiar to all our listeners. It simply means circa means about, DN refers to a day. And it relates to the fact that we have these body rhythms. God has designed us with rhythms in our body that are about 24 hours in length. Uh, by the way, we also have circuseptin rhythms that are seven-day rhythms. That's interesting. Yeah, which is uh, fascinating when you think that God asked us to take a seventh day as a day of rest right. and spiritual rejuvenation. But uh, the day to daily cycle, most of us mess up in our culture. We think, well, look, I don't have to work uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's Friday night. I can stay up late. We really mess up our circadian rhythms when we get on these crazy schedules on the weekends, or even worse, if we're on shift. Yeah, what if you work nights or you work... I know there was a guy, a friend of mine, that worked in a factory. They worked three on and three off, and they did, I think, three twelves, three on and three off, and uh, he didn't know whether he was coming or going. It's not so bad if you can stay on the same schedule. There was an emergency room doctor when I was doing my internal medicine training who really got this. He had to figure it figured out. And no one would compete with him if he signed up for the night shifts. 
So he just stayed on that night schedule all the time, whether he was on duty or not. That's the, the best way to get a night schedule to work. It's to stay that way. It's to stay that way. When you start switching over, right. that really messes with the brain chemistry and messes up with your physiology, too. Increases your risk of heart disease and other things also. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes it hard to go skiing, too, doesn't it? Or anything in the middle of the day if you're... If you, unless you uh, don't, unless you don't want to sleep during the day and just going to stay up all the time, but that's a big danger because the sun's up and your natural inclination is just to. Uh, it is the the sun is what we call in the uh, chronobiology literature. That's the science of time and rhythms. We call it uh, the main Zeitgeber. It's a German term, means time giver. And uh, our body clock tends to be synced by the sun. So if you're on a shift. You want to sleep in a completely black room. You don't want any sunshine coming in if you're sleeping during the day. Now, why would you? Why would it need to be totally dark? Because when you have light coming in, that light comes uh, comes through the eye to the retina, even if your eyelids are closed, and that will interfere with your uh, body rhythms. There's the pineal gland, there's melatonin, there's different hormones that are important to the body that are entrained to the light-dark cycle. So even though you're sleeping... If there's light that's shining on your eyelids, that is enough to disrupt some of that chemistry. Wow. So you, in other words, your brain chemistry can change if you're not sleeping in darkness. That's right. So even if you're sleeping at nighttime and say you have a clock or something that shines a light into the mirror and then that kind of has a hue of light. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion about how bright the light needs to be. You know, the last thing I want is people sleeping in such darkness that they have happened, what happened to one of my friends when they were visiting uh, someone, complete blackness, they didn't want to turn on any light, and they actually fell down a staircase. Oh, no. oh my. Um, I mean, really. That's total darkness. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you say, well, I'm at home, I know where I'm going, but the older we get, the more we may need a little bit of light, but is the less light, the better is the general rule of thumb. Enough light to navigate if you need some light. If you've got to get up. Yeah, right. if you've got to get up. Okay. okay, well, that's that's very interesting that, that the darkness also has some. So your thoughts have something to do with your brain chemistry. The darkness and the light has something to do with your brain chemistry. Um, toxins have things to do with it. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that we're finding out have to do with your brain chemistry. Now, Dr. Nedley, when he was pulling together these different hit categories, he separated out the toxic hits and then the next category, which he called addiction hits. A lot of people would say, well, you know, they're just two sides of the same coin because these addictive drugs Mm -hmm. that affect our brain are really toxins. And it's true, they are. But he looks at that separately because really our exposure is usually different. We're exposed to things like mercury and lead, usually involuntarily. People don't go and say, well, give me the fish with the most lead in it. (laughs) When it comes to addictive substances, we're actually choosing those addictive substances for what they have in them. Right. And uh, there's no question that every addictive substance is actually affecting brain chemistry. That's why that's, that's why people use them. them. Right. Yeah. Give me the dessert with the most sugar in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, what about sugar? Is sugar di- addictive? Um, I guess it depends on how you describe addiction. I can tell you this from wor- working with many people with lifestyle change issues at Weimar and other centers over the years. Many, many people have a relationship with sugar and very sweet foods where they cannot control their consumption. And whether you call that an addiction uh, or whether you say it's a problem food, however you define it, it definitely is affecting the brain chemistry. We know sugar does affect brain chemistry. It causes uh, rapid swings in the blood sugar that does affect the sugar delivery to the brain. Would uh, would a 
swing in the blood sugar cause an emotional roller coaster? Would it, it definitely can. When you get when your blood sugar gets low, what's interesting, your body pumps out stress hormones. Mm-hmm. So that's how it raises your blood sugar. So you can go through some of these cyclic things. The blood sugar goes down. You get kind of cloudy in your thinking. Stress hormones may rise. So it's definitely a problem. Wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. What other uh, categories, uh, or do you have anything else on addiction that you might want to share with us? Well, I know you guys share so much uh, on the program. I think you've been hitting a lot of the nails on the head. Okay. Uh, The eighth category is lifestyle hits, other lifestyle hits, and probably the biggest one is fresh air and exercise. Uh, A lot of people don't exercise. If they do exercise, they may be exercising indoors. Outdoor exercise is actually the most powerful. For the brain, the best thing you can do is outdoor useful exercise. So if you can mow the lawn, chop the wood, do something outdoors. It's engaging. It's, you're not just on the treadmill thinking about all your problems. Now, that exercise mm-hmm. is still good. Mm-hmm. But if you can do something in nature, just like Adam and Eve, in right. the Garden of Eden, perfect world, God gives them useful outdoor work to do. Right. Something to do. Something to engage their brain and their hands in. And they're getting that fresh air and the light and everything else. That exactly. Is, yeah. right. Exactly. Uh, medical problems are another category of hit. Uh, so addressing health problems if you've got them, whether it's neurologic diseases like Parkinson's, whether it's autoimmune diseases like lupus, whether it's heart problems like congestive heart failure, all of these things may affect brain health. So make sure you're getting good physical health care because that's going to play a role too in optimization. Very important, yes. The last thing uh, Dr. Nedley talks about are what we call frontal lobe hits. Frontal lobe, that front computer of the brain. We've really been talking about things that affect frontal lobe processing. Alcohol, for example, first takes a hit on your frontal lobe, depressing your judgment, your spirituality. On the opposite side, you can strengthen the frontal lobe by doing things that engage the morality, the will, Bible reading prayer, these kind of things, actually healing to the brain. So that's why that works then, because I always wondered why the regiment of, I mean, not only being connected with God, but you you feel it, you, you, a change comes about, and you think more and more clearly, and words come to your mind that are positive and uplifting and morally pure the more you study the Bible. So you're actually putting that into your computer. You're, you're, you're reformatting the hard drive. Yeah, and what's really amazing about this, one of the surprising things is one of the most powerful things probably for frontal lobe function in uh, Dr. Nedley's research is abstract thinking, and the Bible has that in Bible prophecy, for example. Uh, a big concern we have today is with post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. and how that fits in with depression. We know that actually if you're prepared in advance for bad things that are to come, this is actually protective to the brain. So a lot of Christians say, well, I don't want to read Bible prophecy because it's depressing. Actually, it's protective to the brain. That's interesting. It's very powerful. That is very interesting. Wow, we've got so much to talk about, and actually we're going to be running out of time here shortly. Before we run out of time, I want to give you a couple of numbers and uh, a number and a website because so if you got a pen and uh, paper, uh, you can write these uh, this website down and this phone number down. Uh, it's www.drnedley.com, and he has a depression recovery program. You can go online, you can look at it, and it, it actually is great for a church outreach too because you can outreach to the community, get them involved in a depression recovery program, and it's great. We did it at our church, 
And not only will you help your church members, you'll help the community also. That's www.drnedley.com. And also the Weimar Center of, of um, Health and Education. And that phone number, and that's where Dr. DeRose works. And it's uh, 1-800-525-9192. That's 1-800-525-9192. And so we're going to close up here uh, shortly. Dr. DeRose, you have any closing words? And, I, you know, I don't know if I'm... He's very busy, man. We may be able to get him back one of these times or so, but uh, we want to really just thank you for helping us with this de- depression discussion. And, uh, you know, any time that you get a chance, we, you're, you're always welcome on the radio program. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate what you guys are doing. It's really a great service. Well, you know, Susan and I have been through a lot, and, and like, like you, I'm sure, um, there's nothing better than giving back. Amen. And uh, if we can give back information through this radio program where people uh, can realize that they don't have to live like that. They don't, God doesn't want them to live that, that way and they don't either. So, you know, folks, I want to leave you with this. As we close, we'd like you to keep in mind there is a difference between having emotions and your emotions having you, and you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain and his need? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There truly is hope for anyone whose life is in captivity, overrun with the devastation of addiction and unmanaged emotions. Rich and Susan are living testimonials, and they've created this seven-step biblically-based handbook and a recovery workbook to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook for someone you know, or if you're a member of a church and you'd like to create a ministry in the area of addiction and unmanaged emotions, Rich and Susan can help you get started. Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to www.justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.